This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 163, Little Town Flirt. Here she comes. Here she comes. Little Town Flirt. What's that song all about? Little Town Flirt is the 12th track on the June 11th, 2001 expanded remastered special edition of the band's 1979 album Discovery. Del Shannon's original version got to number 12 on the American Billboard Hot 100 chart in early 1963. In the liner notes for the special edition, Jeff Lynne wrote, This track was started on the Discovery Sessions as a tribute to Del Shannon. He was my first musical hero. It was never finished until now. Oh, hello, Sailor! Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And we're going to talk about a little town flirt. Well, I am adorable. Yes, you are, and so is the little town you live in. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Del Shannon as well. But this was meant originally as a tribute to him, or supposed to be a tribute album to him, that Jeff was thinking of making around the time of Discovery. According to the liner notes and according to the backstory, this was recorded during the Discovery sessions. I don't know if it was going to be for a tribute album or just to put on Discovery. The thing that makes me think... Um, really? I, uh... Because this sounds nothing like 1979 ELO or Jeff Lynn. This sounds straight up early 2000s, late 90s Jeff Lynn. That does not sound anything like Bev Bevan's drumming, ever. It sounds like Jeff Lynn drumming. Bev Bevan's drumming is big. For the rockers, it's big, it's loud, you know what's there. It's not just there, like the base plate for Lego building. Okay, we got that set. Let's build on top of that. No, Bevan's drumming, especially for the rock songs, it was part of the building that made that thing strong and definitely was one of the features of the building that was just like, damn, that's a pretty cool feature. And I'm always just wondering, how much of that Discovery Session recording is part of this 2001 recording? Or was it just, uh, yeah, this was sort of something I tossed off during the Discovery recordings. It was never finished. Maybe it was just like some demo of him playing around in the studio. And it's like, you know, I liked what I did there. I'm going to totally remake it, not like in the style I did in 1979, but still say, well, during the Discovery recording sessions, I did this song. I don't know, just all of it screams Jeff Lynne. Well, except for the backing vocals, of course. I don't think there's any keyboard on here, so there's nothing for Richard Tandy to do. He's not even on there. It sounds straight-up Jeff Lynne, not ELOE to me. Well, that's what makes me think that it... Because in the Jeff Lynne database, it says it may have been for a tribute. At least Jeff Lynne was saying that. I'm wondering if he originally meant it to be a solo song. Yeah. Not an ELO song. 
Um, and I'm also wondering if he meant to finish this for Aftershock or Flash, <laughs> Flash Glow or whichever. <laughs> After Black. Yes, I'm purposely saying it wrong. <laughs> After Back, yes. Yes, After Back. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I wonder if this was one that he kind of meant to be on the box set, but didn't finish tweaking in time for the box set release and then just put it on the Discovery bonus tracks. Because it's around the same time. Yeah, I mean, that could also be, or just ran out of space on After Flash or Flash Black or whatever, and just, you know, got these remasters coming out. We should put some extra stuff on here to try and sell it. It didn't make it on Flash Blown, so stick it on Discovery. Yeah, yeah I agree, because it would fit perfectly on Flash People in the Park. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but anyway... The song, though, despite of when it might have been made or what it was made for, I think it's a great cover of the song. And I also like it because it doesn't sound like a carbon copy of the song. He still has some of the female backing vocals and everything in there that kind of made the original song special, too. But he's doing it in his own way, so it's still recognizable as the Del Shannon song, but it's not just... Huh, let's do note for note for note. <laughs> it's good. I like it. I really wish it would have been on flashback because it kind of fits there, but he may have also held it back just simply because, yeah, a lot of people probably already had other versions of Discover by that time. And it's like, oh, well, if we're going to get him to buy this again, yeah, <laughs> then we better give him some reason to. Yeah, you know, you're... You, you're right. I never really thought of that. The only other bonus stuff on Discovery are home demos that are less than a minute and sound quality that's questionable. So that might have been the thing with the remaster. There's only a few demos. I got to give them something in here to make it worthwhile. So I'll stick in this little Delphine right. thing. Yeah. I really don't think I had heard the Del Shannon version before this. I'm sure I knew about it. You know, I got the Billboard book at Top 40 Hits, which I looked through every single page whenever the new edition came out. So obviously I, I knew the title. I knew it was a Del Shannon song. I may have heard it in passing on an oldie station in my previous 32 years of being alive at that point. But I, I don't think I ever really heard it. Today was the first time that I know that I've heard the Del Shannon version. And compared to the ELO version, I really love the ELO version. From the first time I heard it back in 2001, I thought, oh, this is great. And I could listen to this, this thing a thousand times a day. And I did that this morning pretty much. Usually I'll listen to a song a few times to pick out things to talk about. With some of the stuff from Zoom, I listen to it once and it's like, okay, that's really all I need to know. But this one always makes my iPod with its limited space. This one I could listen to a million times a day and it's... It's, it's a lot of fun, I think, is really the selling point here. It's not a radical reinterpretation of the song. It's not really all that different. I think it's just Jeff Lynne, 21st century, updated. It's got better sound. There's one thing, though, that I can't quite figure out. On the original, there were horns, there were saxes, that played in the background. But you can get hurt, In the ELO version, I can't tell if that's a guitar playing those background horn parts or if it's actually 
the Jefflin style got my mind set on you sax parts. Either way, it's so buried in the mix, but I think it's a fantastic addition. I think it really helps, even if it doesn't like stand right out in front of your face. I think it adds something to it that makes the song even better. I friggin' Stone Cold love this song. Yeah, the Del Shannon version, yeah, I had not heard it before either. Mm -hmm. The only Del Shannon song that I am familiar with is Runaway. Because that was the big hit, that got played constantly, and then all of a sudden the Beatles showed up, and that was it for a lot of American rock singers. And into that. That were still doing the 50s-style rock at that particular time. Unless you're the Beach Boys, and fiddling around with your production. Or if you were still Louis Armstrong or Frank Sinatra, or some of the traditional singers still made hits. But after that, the Beatles, for a while, that was, yeah. The Beatles and the Stones, that was that, <laughs> yeah. it seemed. But yeah, I really like the Del Shannon. Ver- He's somebody I have meant to listen to a bit more, mm-hmm. just simply because of his voice. And he did a lot of his own songwriting back then. And you compare him to contemporaries like Lou Christie, his music isn't as saccharine, I should say. Even something like Little Town Flirt, it's not as operatic as Runaway or other stuff around the time, but it's just got his own style to it, I should say. It doesn't sound like he's trying to be Paul Anka or Frankie Valli or anything like that. Still same style of music, but it's him. I think that's probably what made Jeff Lynn like him so much. Little Town Flirt? It's pretty much just a bouncy little pop song, but it's not such a big pile of puss like Frankie Avalon or many of the other bouncy pop songs of the time. For a bouncy pop song in 1962, this one had some balls to it. Yeah. Got something to say about Little Town Flirt? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. But you can get hurt, yeah you can get hurt, fooling around, with that little town Well, hey, this is Dr. Troy. Little Town Flirt. Yeah, this is one of my favorite Del Shannon songs. In fact, it might be my favorite Del Shannon song as it pops up between that and Runaway. And I think Jeff and ELO do a very respectful job covering this song. They don't really veer too far off the path like they did with Roll Over Beethoven, though I love their version of Roll Over Beethoven. But they do a very respectful job, and if you listen close, you can hear the Del Shannon influence in some of ELO's stuff. But, unfortunately, Del Shannon ended up being one of the greater tragedies of rock and roll. He did have a brief comeback in 1982. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers helped him record an album, 
and he did make the top 40 with the remake of Phil Phillips' Sea of Love. It wasn't a big hit, but it was a hit and got some radio airplay. And then, nothing. And then in 1986, he did re-record his classic hit, Runaway, when it was used as the theme song for the TV series, Crime Story. But unfortunately, Crime Story barely lasted a full season, and his cover of his own song, Runaway, didn't even chart. Well, not long after that, Del Shannon unfortunately committed suicide, and Tom Petty paid tribute to him in Running Down a Dream. And Dell did leave a suicide note, and he said sadly that he felt he had been forgotten. And that reminded me of Bill Haley's suicide back in 1981, because he left a suicide note too, saying that he felt he had been forgotten. And that's sad, because the people who really matter, the true rock and roll fans, did not forget Dell Shannon or Bill Haley. But unfortunately, the big wigs in the music business, they want to move on to the next big thing. And every now and then, more than a few get ground up in the machine. But I hope Bill Haley and Del Shannon rest in peace. And right now, I'm going to listen to some Del Shannon 45s. Talk to you next week. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. Jeffs, if you wanted to find his three biggest influences, I think they'd be Del Shannon, Roy Orbison, and the Beatles. And maybe in that order. Who would have thought, yeah, that then one day that Del Shannon would actually come to my house in Chardin and, and we'd do a demo together in, on my tape recorder? It was fantastic, really, and I was so thrilled to know Del. I just thought he was, like, amazingly wacky and zany, you know what I mean? And it turns out he was always a little bit pissed you know, all the time. And But I loved him so much, he was such a sweetheart. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I loved it. Wow, she liked it. Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 164, Everyone's Born to Die.